Welcome to the Single to Soulmate podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration and guidance on the path to finding true love. I'm your host, Tanya Alberti, a spiritual relationship and manifestation coach, here to help support you on your journey towards attracting a soul-aligned partnership. Each week, we'll explore powerful insights, practical tips, and transformative techniques that will empower you to create the love life you've always dreamed of. Are you tired of feeling stuck in your love life? Do you long for a deep and meaningful connection with a partner who truly understands and supports you? Well, you're in the right place. The Single to Soulmate podcast is designed specifically for those who are ready to break free from old patterns, heal their hearts, and manifest a soulmate relationship. And as your guide on this journey, I'll be sharing my years of experience and expertise in the realms of spiritual growth, personal development, and conscious manifestation. I'll help you tap into your intuitive awareness, embrace your authenticity, and show up as your best and highest self. Together, we'll delve into the power of self-love, healing from past wounds, and harnessing the principles of manifestation to attract the love you desire. Each episode of the Single to Soulmate podcast is carefully crafted to provide you with actionable insights and practical strategies. You'll gain valuable tools to navigate the challenges of modern dating, enhance your communication skills, and cultivate a deep soul-level intimacy with your partner. We'll explore topics like setting healthy boundaries, building self-confidence, and trusting your intuition in matters of the heart. So whether you're single in a new relationship or just navigating the complexities of a long-term partnership, this podcast is your trusted companion. You'll find inspiration, motivation, and guidance to support you on your quest for love. Together, we'll transform your relationship with yourself and others, creating a foundation of love, trust, and mutual growth. So if you're ready to embark on a transformative journey towards finding your soulmate, make sure to hit that subscribe button and join me every week on the Single to Soulmate podcast. Together, we'll unlock the secrets to attracting a love that aligns with your truest self. Get ready to manifest the relationship of your dreams. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Single to Soulmate. I'm your host, Tanya Alberti, and I have an amazing, lovely guest with us today. Her name is Lily. Um, She is a passionate Cuban-American woman who can genuinely take a mess and turn it into a message, which I love. She's a mother of seven beautiful daughters, which I can imagine with seven daughters, that uh, being able to do the mess into a message is like mandatory. She is the author and creator of Authentically You, and she is always willing and ready to help others break through their limiting beliefs that are holding them back from living the life they deeply yearned and to step into and fully enjoy that with reckless abandonment. So that being said, I love Lily. She's a little powerhouse and welcome to Single to Soulmate. Thank you. I'm so honored that you asked me to be here with you. That invitation really, I felt that because I I follow you. You know, I stalk you on your Instagram page. (laughs) I adore you. No, I think it's amazing. And I've seen some of your posts lately and kind of what I I wanted to talk to you about because I love where you're at. Like, I love where you're at with your um, trust in the universe for one, and we'll get into that. But um, I know there have been a few things, because I know we follow each other on the gram, of course, but I've noticed there's a few things you've talked about divine timing. I've seen you kind of going out a little bit, and I was kind of thinking, hmm, we need to talk about this whole divine timing and relationship situation. So I know we talked about this briefly before we got started today, but I would love for you to kind of tell me where you've been in your relationship journey. Like I know you mentioned that you thought you had a soulmate connection before, 
But uh, tell me about that and tell me about, you know, what happened there. I use the word juicy, right? It, to me, when something juices you up and it's fulfilling and you're satisfied, for me, I want to give it my all. I think it's going to last forever. I don't know if anybody out there can relate to that, but you kind of have this imagination like, oh my gosh, this magnetic attraction, I'm not going to let go of this. Like, I'm going to hold on to this, right? I'm not talking fatal attraction, stalking, like obsessive, but in the heart, connected with that person. And, you know, you talk about divine timing. For you to ask me and invite me to share at this time in my life is perfect, because I've come to the conclusion that even though, right, and this is, again, just me, I don't know if anybody out there can relate, even though my heart was so fully connected and so satisfied and so juiced up, and I was so, oh my gosh, this is my soulmate, it wasn't reciprocal. It wasn't reciprocal. And you talk a lot about red flags, Tanya, you know, and I think it's a huge red flag when the other person is not seeing you the way that you are seeing them. So I made a conscious decision to just say, that's it. I need to get out there. I need to connect. I love to connect. I'm not shy. And I've been going out on some great dates, you know, just taking my time. And that is where I am right now, ready and willing to attract who I am reciprocally because I know what I know I'm going to give. Beautiful. I love it. And it's so perfect. Like it's so perfect because I think what happens and it's so funny because I was really just talking about this a little bit ago with the client. Um, I think what happens sometimes is we get in our heads and particularly as women and we like have that attraction for somebody and we tend to ignore everything else. Like we ignore it. Like we immediately are just like, oh my gosh, whether it's physical attraction or whether we've gotten to know them for a while and there's like, you know, you've developed feelings or whatnot. But um, it's interesting because soulmate relationships only go both ways. Like it's not a one-sided street. <laughs> so the fact that you really felt like because you had this deep, intense feeling, you know, this connection, that you felt he was a soulmate partner, if he wasn't reciprocal in that, then he wasn't. So it's easy to get that confused because I think a lot of women are like, oh, um, my twin flame, my twin flame, my soulmate, my soulmate. And I'm like, okay, yes, you can have many soulmates over your lifetime. Soulmates can be friends. They can be family, you know, soul family, right? But um, when it comes to romantic relationships, a soulmate is always going to be both ways. So when you are really... Um, physically attracted to somebody or very much um, in love with somebody. And it's easy to ignore, you know, those, those signs, right? Because you're all in your heart and your head and you're not thinking about it and it, it can be challenging, but that's what happens. You know, you get in a situation where, you know, somebody isn't like calling you back or they're not spending time with you, which is why I talk about those red flags because people don't realize a lot of times that men give very clear signals when they are like not interested, yeah. but we ignore them all the time. So what, what happened there with you? What were, what did you notice after the fact now? Like hindsight's 2020, obviously. Awareness, 
you know, you talk a lot about this, right? And, and I think when we become aware, when we stop telling ourselves a story, right? That, that, that story of the happy ending, like, oh, one day, you know, he's going to just call me and, and the revelation of like, hey, I missed this magnetic attraction we had. And, you know, I've come to the conclusion that you're the one, like, you know, it's a movie. I think we played, and, and I'm a movie player. I'm a big believer in playing the movie in our head. For business, you've got to play the movie, right? That's what I always teach in my business when I work with my own clients, right? Create the movie, then go make the plan and go live the movie you have created in your head. In relationships, we can't control the other person. So even though in our movie, right, Tanya and like, again, maybe I'm just speaking for myself here. I don't know how many women can relate. The movie plays where, oh, he's home thinking of me and he just doesn't have the guts to call me. And, you know, I know that he's up late at night wondering what I'm doing. And that movie plays sometimes for so long that we cheat ourselves. And I'll speak just for me. I've been cheating myself from really getting out there and connecting with someone who's not in my movie, he's in my reality. That that movie is a reality. The conversations are there, the adventures are there. You know, and I got clear. I've always been clear that I want to be able to have a partner. Not this like, you're above, I'm below, I'll submit, you rule, you lead. You know, I did that for so long and it became such a, such a drastically ugly routine and I, I won't go down that rabbit trail you know but I think as women depending on the culture too right I, I'm I'm gonna age myself I come from that era of like the woman serves the man I stand by my man you know longevity is what we're going for and not all relationships are meant to last forever and I know that's gonna open up a, a, a can of worms here but not to open up Pandora's box not all relationships are meant to last forever. I've seen couples that are married for 60 years and they're elderly and they can't stand each other and they're annoyed by each other. And it's almost like, but we're supposed to be together because longevity is what matters. And awareness to me is what put me where I am right now. It's okay to have a relationship that lasted, you know, a couple of years. It was fun. It was great. It got me through the, my divorce, right? Like it got me over that. Oh my God, can I even date again? But now it was time to let go and stop the movie. The end, the ending played out and now it's time to just <laughs> yeah. move on. Deb, that you're so right. And, and so many things I could pull from what you just said, but I see that a lot too, especially in other generations. But I, I, grew up with that belief too, you know, and, and some of it's cultural, some of it can be religious, you know, your, your religious upbringing that teaches you, you know, once you're married, you stay together for forever. And I really think that's changed a lot in, you know, since my generation, but, um, like I see people like my parents, my parents are not together, but I remember being one of the only ones whose parents were divorced when I was um, a younger child and people were like, oh my gosh, you know, you just don't do that. You don't get divorced. You stick together. And I remember um, it's interesting that so many people, you know, get to a place where when they finally realize that this isn't working, but there's like that innate 
like you said, whether it's cultural, religious or whatever, there's that innate belief that it's somehow shameful to get out of a relationship. It's like somehow bad, or you're going to be judged or whatever. And the thing is, you're hundred percent right. Relationships are not always meant to last for forever. And, and I always say this, you know, that relationships are, I believe one of the biggest opportunities for us to have spiritual growth and expansion and our relationships are always reflective mirrors back to us. So we grow and change. And if we're not growing and changing, you know, we're saying stagnant. And if you're not growing together, you're going to be growing apart. So if you grow together, perfect, it's beautiful, right? You are on the same path. But if you're growing apart, there's a, a point in time where you have to be like, this isn't working anymore. And that's okay. It's okay. Because I really firmly really firmly believe, and this has been my experience through hypnosis and through channeling my connection to spirit and talking to other people's higher selves and, and all of, from the spiritual perspective that we have contracts with each other. We have contracts with people in our lives that are meant to come and go and they teach us things. So when you are able to get to a place, like we said, with awareness and you're able to be like, all right, I need to let this go because so many times we have to let something go so we can let the better come in. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and knowing that, and it is hard, it's hard. I get it. Grief is a thing. Like you go through a grief process when you're letting go of something, whether it's a, a marriage partner, a long-term partner, somebody you just had a, intense feelings for that maybe never went anywhere. You will go through that process, expect it, right? Expect that you're going to have feelings and you're going to have, you know, those moments of sadness and those moments of feeling like, you know, is it ever going to happen for me? Maybe it's never going to happen for me. I really love this person. I really liked them or whatever. Um, but the thing is, this is what I always tell people too you have to like put that intention out there, right? Like I desire this, quit, quit living in the past. You know, live in the past as long as you need to, to go through your grief process, but then allow yourself to move forward, you know, um, allow yourself to, to recognize, Hey, this is something I desire. And if I desire this relationship, that means it's meant for me. Like I am meant to have this relationship. If it is in my heart, I believe our desires are dropped in by our soul and it is meant for you. So Knowing that, what did you have any obstacles to putting yourself back out there in the dating world? And how did that did. how's that been going for you? Um, you know, obstacles or opportunity, right? We have to pick the big O. <laughs> Every yeah. time intended. Where are we gonna where are we gonna get the orgasmic feeling from, right? The obstacle is that what juices you up or the opportunity? And, you know, when the obstacle starts to come up, for me, it's my age, right? That limiting belief that like, okay, like, you know, who am I going to go out with? I attract the younger men, right? Like, do I really want to go there? Do I really want to meet someone who's younger who then wants to have a kid? And, you know, those days are over for me. My energy is very young. And then what's the other obstacle? Oh, the men that are my age, they stay, they stress out more than women do. I'm sorry. Right. So. Are I going to look at the obstacles or am I going to see the opportunity? What's the opportunity? There may be a younger guy out there that has kids, that has lived life, that is attracted to my energy. So what? It's just an age. What's another opportunity? There may be a man out there that's my age that isn't full of drama. Where is my focus going to go? You and I both know that our energy is going to flow where our focus goes. 
And instead of focusing on the obstacles and like, oh my God, there's no good men out there. They're all taken and blah, 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 right? Because there's a lot of that in society. Women, it's a it, Dating is not for the weak at heart. I don't care if you're 20 or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely <right>? not. <laughs> so where's my energy? Tanya, 100%. And when I tell you 100%, I'm in the, is it fun? I'll do it again. Does it feel light? Let's go. Is it exciting? Let's do this. That's where my energy is right now. I'm having fun with it. I'm meeting different men. I'm going out on dates. I'm allowing, and you use that word too, right? I am allowing myself to just be aware of what's out there rather than how can I show this guy that I'm like a good catch? How can they show me if they are a good catch. That's my intention. Yes. I'm like, preach to the, I'm like, preach it girl, because listen to me. Like literally gave me goosebumps. If every woman approached dating the way you just said, I wouldn't have a job. Like legit. I wouldn't, because it is so true. Everything you said is so true. And like literally almost got me a little emotional there because I'm like, it is, it is, it is so true because I, and I'm telling you, I have so many people that I've worked with that are like, you know, they get into a dating situation and they're so hung up on not just their own beliefs about, you know, oh, my age and this and that, my body and da, 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 which is hard enough to overcome. Right. And I think when you get to a certain age, it's a little bit easier. You're not so obsessive about your body and your appearance and all these things. Like I was when I was like 18 or 20, but still, you know, those lingering beliefs lie in there. But when you can approach dating from a place of what is available for me, what am I looking for? What kind of energy am I putting out? Recognizing that not only are you attracting back to you based on your own beingness, it's not so much about like what's available because I, I firmly, firmly believe that you are going to draw. I mean, we have what, what, 7 billion trillion people on this planet, however many you're going to find somebody that matches your energy, that matches your desire of that perfect person for you. I promise, I guarantee you that they are out there. And when you are in that energy and you're in that flow, like you're saying, and what you're putting out in the universe and what you're putting out, just even as you're just going out dating, you know, that is what you're going to be attracting. And yes, you can have fun. You don't have to fall in love with every single person that you go out with. Exactly. Yes. And that, that used to be what held me back because if I'm spending time with someone, then that's the person I'm going to fall in love with. Right. And I'm telling you, my attitude is so different now because I can spend time with someone and that first week it's great. It's attractive. And then what starts to happen, Tanya? You start to peel back the layers of the onion and then you start to see true colors and then you start to realize, okay, wait, this might not be the catch for me. This We can be friends, right? No need to be rude. But before I would be like, nope, I got to find a way that this has to be the one. If that person cross paths with me, then what can I do? And, and, I'll, and I'll own this again. I don't know who can relate to this. I used to say, what can I do? that I can become the person that he wants to call. What can I do that becomes that he's, yes. going, I have a friend that won't go out with her girlfriends because she doesn't want him to go out with his guy friends. And I'm sitting here going, you're depleting yourself 
you're devaluing what you desire, thinking, because it's only just a thought, thinking that he's going to respect you more. Where truthfully, the day he decides to go out with his buddies, he's not going to care that you spent five years not going out with your girlfriends. And Tanya, I know many times we might not know what we want, but we better know what we don't want. Yes, and that type of control, I'd rather be by myself than have to become someone who I don't want to be. I've been there, done that, so that the other person can respect, love, and value me. No, I respect, value, and love myself. If you come into the picture and you can bring that energy or higher, I'm in. But I'm not going to lower myself to keep the relationship because that's the right thing to do. Oh, no, 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 no. Not happening. That, and that's so funny. And I love, you're like, I don't know how many people can relate to this. And I'm like, probably everybody, especially me, because that's 100% what I used to do. I used to do the same thing. I used to, I and it, and it all comes from like your sense of self-worth, right? Knowing yourself, knowing who you are, knowing your value, knowing your worth. I used to seek all my relationships basically for validation because I couldn't validate myself, right? I couldn't love myself. And it took me decades to learn this about myself, healing my inner wounds and those things. But that's what I was doing. I was always morphing myself into whoever I needed to be in order to keep somebody who wasn't good for me anyway. Like they really weren't because if you're a match with somebody, it's because you're being authentic. You're being yourself. And then, then you attract the person that's best for you. And it's the most perfect person for you. But if you have to change and morph yourself to be something you're not, to acquiesce somebody's whim, that's not being you. You're not being, so not only are you not being true to yourself, you're in a relationship that's doomed for failure anyway. Agreed. You know? Agreed. So, yeah. I mean, that's the big thing. Tanya, so many times we're in a relationship like that, what it brings is resentment. Oh, resentment. A hundred percent resentment. And then the hardest thing to do, and I, I'll own it, right? Like I, I to look in the mirror and take out the style or the, the log out of my own eye, right? <laughs> to say, okay, what do I need? What do I need to work on? That's one of the hardest things. I always use uh, the fonts. I'm going to age myself. There was a show called Happy Days, right? <laughs> and the fonts could never say he was wrong, right? And there's an episode where he's like, I was uh, 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 wrong. He couldn't say wrong. He couldn't say I was wrong. So what happens is rather than look in the mirror and say, you know, I was wrong. I changed. I morphed. I did things that were not authentic to who I am. What happens is because of you, I'm bitter. Because of you, I'm sick. Because of you, I'm not making money. Because of you, I'm not out traveling. Because of you, I don't have fun with my girlfriends. And at the end of the day, it's never anybody else's fault for the way that we live. It is completely our choice, who we are, what we're doing, and where we are going. A million percent. I mean, like, so good. This is so good because it's all so true. And that's that's the thing, you know? And then when... Not only are you building resentment, but then you have these people who are like, okay, well, I did all these things for you and whatever the expectation is, either you reciprocate, do those things for me, you know, like the girlfriend, I won't go out with my friends. So that means you don't go out with your friends. And it's just a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for disaster. And a healthy relationship 
you, you have to have your own individuality and you have to be yourself and you have to have, it's not just communication. People are like, oh, communication is the biggest problem in relationships. It really isn't. It's when you have two people who are, you know, it's usually lopsided where one person is, is trying to live up to some sort of expectation to be something they're not. And they ended up in, in a partnership where they're just, the energy is so completely different. Right. And they're, and they're just either button heads all the time, or they're not, um, their values are different. And, and people, this is the problem when I wanted to get back to you with the whole dating experience, because what happens, and I love that what you're doing is being very open about, Hey, we can have fun for a week. We can get along, but the more I get to know you, the more I realize that mm -mm, this isn't it. And the thing is so many people, women in particular, get into relationships for all the wrong reasons. They get in there because they're like, oh, he's really hot or the chemistry is really good or we're really great in bed or I'm so attracted to him. And then six, seven, eight months down the road, they find out their values are completely misaligned they have nothing in common, or if they do, it, what happens now is that they end up like completely having conflict all the time because compatibility is goes into so much more than just physical attraction. And when you can have that open-minded approach and be like, what am I desiring? A, where are my boundaries? What are my values? What do I want? And unless you're dating person after person or going out and meeting people and experiencing people, Unless you don't know what you don't want, you don't know what you do want. And you need that experience. You need that experience. Again, I was just talking to one of my clients about this this morning. I'm like, you have to get out there and, and have your boundaries set in place, know what you desire and be able to say, no, I'm not getting into a relationship six months down the road where I already have feelings for you. And now it's going to hurt because now you're cheating on me. But had I paid attention in the beginning, when we first had gone out a couple of times, oh my God. I would have known that. that I think every girl has there. a story. Every girl has a story because hindsight is what, Tanya? 2020. Hindsight is 2020. Absolutely. You know, and let me tell you, I dated a guy that rocked my, I mean, rocked my world. Okay. We're going to keep it G rated on here, but I experienced <laughs> it. <be> -rated. <laughs> You know what it's like to be in your 40s and not have experienced the things that he allowed me to experience. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I became so fixated and enamored with the way he made me feel physically that I ignored how he made me feel emotionally, right? Yeah. Like, uh, again, right? Like we all have a story. We, the stories sell, you know, it's facts tell, so stories sell. But our stories, either can hold us back or they can put, they can, um, what do you call it when something projects you forward? Right. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything I learned from that is we've got to really see who the person is, not who we want them to be. And I tell you, I was so blind and my friends would tell me like, he's got an alcohol problem. Like, no, he doesn't. He's so much fun because my mind was wrapped around on the way he made me feel as a woman, yeah. the way that he brought out a sex appeal in me as a woman that I wasn't paying attention to the fact that he was cheating on me like the entire time. Why? Because he knew that I wasn't seeing him. 
I wasn't seeing him for who he is. I was seeing him for who I thought he could be, right? Does that make sense? Oh, and we yeah. all have those experiences, but I love that you used the word that I'm allowing myself to get out there and have experiences. Because for a while I was like, oh, I don't want to get cheated on again. You know, I don't want to fall for someone and think they're my soulmate and it's not reciprocal. And I really, I took a year and in from July of last year to July 1st of this year, I told myself, okay, Lily, you've got to really get a grip on what you want. And now I'm doing exactly what you just said. I'm having experiences and I'm being observant and I'm not dimming down my light in order for theirs to shine brighter. And I, I again, back to cultural and generational differences, we were taught, don't talk too loud. The man's going to be like, oh God, she's so loud. If you don't like a loud woman, if you don't like me yeah. loud on the street, you're not going to get me loud in the bed because it's who I am. Exactly. I, I, I speak up. And before I would think, okay, well, maybe I need to, I need to be more quiet so he can, he can see me more feminine. I am extremely feminine in my loudness. So it's getting to know that Lily. And now that I'm okay with who I am, I'm ready to attract a man that can love me as much as I love myself and more. And you will. I interrupt this podcast because I have some exciting news for you. Are you ready to transform your love life and manifest the relationship you truly desire? Well, if so, then listen up. I have an exclusive training coming up and I want to help you discover the power of intuition in dating and in manifesting love. In this training, you're going to learn how to unlock your intuitive abilities and harness them to attract healthier relationships and manifest the love you've been longing for. Imagine having the confidence to make better choices, recognize the red flags, trust your gut instincts when it comes to dating. This training is going to provide you with practical techniques, guided exercises, and insights that will supercharge your intuitive senses and transform your love life. During this training, you're going to explore the role of intuition in dating, learn how to cultivate your intuitive abilities, and overcome self-doubt and second-guessing. You'll also discover the art of decoding intuitive cues and signs in dating scenarios, as well as how to trust your inner voice when making relationship choices. You'll uncover the secrets to manifesting your ideal love life by aligning your actions with your intuition, set empowering intentions, and watch as the universe conspires to bring you the love and relationships you deserve. This is an opportunity you do not want to miss, so grab your spot now by registering for this free training. Simply visit my website at www.tanyaalberti.com forward slash the intuitive code training and reserve your spot today. The link is in the show notes. Spaces are limited, so don't wait. Remember, the power to transform your love life is within you. So join me for this free training and unlock the power of your intuition in dating and in manifestation. Register now and get ready to attract the love and relationships you truly deserve. A hundred percent you will, because you were coming from this from the right mindset, the right energy, you know yourself, you know what you want. And this is exactly like, if I could take you and like have your, like every, every single one of my clients needs to listen to this episode, every single one, because you were doing exactly everything that I tell people to do, because that is exactly what, what frame of mind do you need to get into? You need to look at yourself, make sure that all of the things that are 
causing you to have, whether it's low self-esteem or not being true to yourself, not being authentic, all the things like embracing your loudness, embracing your worth, all the things you do. Once you start working on that stuff, you get super clear about what you want. And then you, you go into dating with the, with the, I'm going to have experiences rather than I'm looking for the love of my life. Because what happens is as soon as people start getting attracted to somebody, they immediately switch off and they're like, oh no, I, I this person's great. Da, da, da. And then they start making excuses and they start ignoring all the things, right? So if you, and I was just telling somebody this this morning too, that I'm like, treat your dating like a job interview. You have to get to know them. Like, yeah. not, you know, not in that kind of way, but you know what I mean? Like you really need to spend time asking the right questions keeping your boundaries for yourself. Like, Hey, what's the expectation going to be? How often are we going to talk? Are you seeing, are you going to be seeing anybody else? You know, I'm looking, this is what I'm looking for. Putting it out there and be like, this is what I want. And when I start to see evidence of the fact that this is not available in you, cut bait, move on. Because it, that's what you do. Like, Hey, maybe I made a great friend. It doesn't mean you have to be a jerk about it, but I mean, it's like, Look at it as an opportunity to meet people and get more clear on what you want and what you don't want. Because what happens is I think women get so like bitter, like I can't trust people. I can't trust, I don't want to date anymore because I'm always going to get cheated on. I don't want to date anymore because um, there's no good men out there. No, that's not true. Once you fix yourself, then you're going to be able to get what you want. But it all starts with you. And I, I can totally see how that transformation has occurred with you, you know, from where you were before to where you are now. And it's, it's beautiful, but that's exactly what has to happen, especially. And, and I, I'm a hundred percent convinced that you are going to find exactly what you're looking for in the right time. Thank you. Thank you very much. I received that. I received that because it's, it, it's that assurity, right? That, and if anyone is listening, right. Cause I, I'm sure you do these podcasts because we're here to, serve others right we tell our story not to impress but to impress upon that if we have that assurity if we have that 100% like I know who I am and we're not perfect right I am perfect in my imperfections you know and Tanya for those who are listening you said something so many times we look at our body right and we do that body shaming and mm. I was that girl that used to be able to turn the lights on having sex I was a dancer, proud of my body. I never even, it never fathomed on me to turn off the lights. I don't want you to look at me. Like I was very, very self-secure about my body. And in February of this year, I had an emergency surgery. A knife had never touched my body. I've had seven beautiful children and everything worked and functioned great. Okay. But never had had surgery. And guess what? I looked in the mirror about a month after I had the surgery and I put a, <laughs> I put a sheet over my mirror because I thought I can't look at myself. This scar is horrific. How many women look at their body and think, oh my God, this is horrible. My cellulite, my boobs aren't big enough. Oh, I've got a tummy. We've got to stop doing that. And it took me about a week, right? I sat in my grief, right? I sat in my grief. My body is forever changed. I get it. I can do a tattoo. I There's so many options out there. I took the sheet off of my mirror and I put a sticker and it says, 
I am vibrant. I honor my body. So every time I look at my mirror, because I have one of those like jewelry stands, stand things, what does it take for us to love ourselves in our bruised states? Because if we look for someone to be the healer of our bruise, we're not complete, Tanya. Amen. And when I made the decision to be okay with my scar, and it's it's a work in progress, right? Because I'm still very much healing. I'm five months post-op, and I didn't choose for this scar, right? It was a, it was an emergency scar, uh, emergency surgery. And girl, now I'm like, I love my body and the right person. I could just see him kissing my scar and enjoying my body with the lights on. Where before I was thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to be that girl that gets in the bed, turns off the light, and then we, you know, we let's get down, let's get down to business. All right, so let's let's change it. I'm sorry, I got a little bit emotional, but no, I'm you're getting me. I, I, like, I got emotional too because I, I, <laughs> I so relate to that. And actually, I've done two other episodes talking just about body image because as somebody who, and this is, I would have loved to have been the kind of person to be like, oh, I'm fine. Walk around naked, lights on, no problem. Never. My whole life, I was like so obsessive. And I was, this is a long story short, I was really fat shamed a lot as a kid. My family is very, Anyway, I started with an eating disorder when I was like 11 and it, it went well into my mid thirties in and out of the hospital therapy, you name it. But anyway, it took me a very long time to get comfortable with my body just in time for menopause <laughs> for me to, you know, start gaining weight in places I never had weight before. And, and I tell you what, you're hundred percent right. The right man is going to love you regardless regardless of what changes are made in your body. Because listen, since, since I've met and married my husband, we've been together and he is my soulmate. I, um, I've had two major surgeries. I've had both my hips replaced and now going through menopause, my body is like, I'm like, where is this fat coming from? But, um, he is so like conscious of my body consciousness. Like anytime I try to cover myself up, he's immediately pulling my arm away. He's immediately taking, he's like, I don't care. He's like, you are always going to be beautiful to me regardless. And, and that's what, as you age, your body is going to change. Things are going to happen. We're going to get the scars. We're going to get the wrinkles. We're going to gain a little bit of weight here and there. But if you're so hyper fixated on, I have to be this perfect curated image, or I have no value, or I can't maintain a relationship, you're in for a very sad and lonely life. You have to come to that place of self-acceptance, body acceptance, and, and, and understand that. I mean, that's part of the thing I tell people. I mean, if you are going to a relationship and you are out there dating in the world and, and you struggle with, I am not enough of or I don't have, you know, I'm not skinny enough, pretty enough, talented enough, funny enough, whatever your thing is, you need to let that shit go. I mean, first and foremost, before you ever get into a relationship, because that doesn't go away. And if you're in a partnered relationship with somebody who doesn't see you for who you are, and you're so worried about being something else in order to keep them around, all you're going to do is end up with heartbreak. 
it may not happen right away, but it will happen. I promise you. And that's, yeah. And you're, that's gospel truth, Tanya, what you're saying. And when we look at someone else, we see in them what exists in us. Yep. And if we're sad, depressed, angry, not, not enjoying our body, we're going to, we're going to not see the greatness in someone else. Right. We got to first see it in ourselves. And like, even with my connection with you, and if I correct me, if I'm wrong, we met on clubhouse, correct. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, took it over did. to the gram. Yeah. Cause that's how we all got to know each other was clubhouse. We heard each other's voice and on the gram, we saw each other's faces. Yeah. Kind of seems like forever ago. <laughs> but it was forever ago, but it was, some, that was good times. Tanya, some great, really, and I'll tell you why I'll go to my grave saying this. Our voice carries vibration. Oh, yeah. So, so many of us vibrated, you know, we were connecting, we were sharing, we were crying, we were laughing. And let me tell you what you see in me, Tanya, it's because it exists in you. And those are the relationships that prosper. Those are the relationships where they seek first to understand rather than to be understood. I used to want everybody to like me. Now, if I'm the villain in your story, if I'm the villain in your story, because it makes you look better, you want to villainize me, that's between you and your maker. For me, the only villain in my story is myself. The only hero in my story is myself. Because when I look at the reflection in my mirror, the only one that I can make better is me. And when I'm better, I, I attract better. Whether we're dating, business relationships, collaborations. Listen, I see you and me doing an event in Central Florida. Let's just let's just put that I'm down. Okay? There's a retreat I, coming. <laughs> I know without a doubt that what exists in us is what we need to focus on. And I think for so long, I guilted myself. Oh, I'm a divorced woman, and you know, I'm loud, and I'm opinionated, and I looked at all the villain in me, right? Where how how is anyone else gonna see my greatness when I can't even see it? So when I started saying I'm a badass, I raised seven girls, no nannies, no chefs, no mother-in-law. My mother-in-law couldn't handle two. She had three and she thought it was an accident. Like literally, I didn't have my own mom. She's six feet in the grave, right? If I did the things that I did and someone else can't appreciate it that's on them. I needed to be the one that said, you're freaking badass. You know, the word hero has her in it. And I started to speak to myself where now I know I deserve a hot ass relationship, the kind of relationship that matches my energy rather than me toning down my energy because I don't want the other person to feel overwhelmed when I walk in the room. Why do we do that as women? Why? Conditioning. <laughs> Conditioning. And yep. uh, don't even get me started on the media and uh, the patriarchy. That's okay. <laughs> because <laughs> it, you know, it, it is such a, like where you're at is such a beautiful place. I want that for everybody. I, I really do. I really do. Because it, it changes your freaking life. It changes your life. 
And it not only just in your relationships, but in everything. Because when you can stand in your own power, know who you are, honor and love yourself for where you've been, forgive whatever mistakes you made, and just recognize the beautiful thing that is you. I mean, we are all unique expressions of the divine. We've got no business talking shit about ourselves because truly, I mean, that's like saying God created something crappy. No, you are beautiful. And there are beautiful, unique things about you. Own that shit. Own it. Like me, preach to the choir. I am the loudest one in the room all day long, all day long. Like all my life, I've always ever heard, give me the short answer and use your inside voice because I always have to tell backstory, but you know, that's just who I am, you know? And, and I used to shrink away from that. I used to be like, Oh, guys don't want me to be loud. I better be quiet and demure and all these things. And now I'm like, whatever, fuck that. I'll be at a table <laughs> with my husband. And he's like with his family. And he's like, Oh my God. He's like, you're so loud. I'm like, I know. <laughs> you know, I'm loud, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know, so embrace it, embrace your stuff. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Amazing. Listen, I girl, I'm telling you, everybody needs to have this. Everybody needs to listen to this episode. I have completely enjoyed this conversation. I have loved it so much. You have so much wisdom to share and I would love for people to be able to connect with you because girl, She's amazing. I love her PJ chats with Lily. They're so cute. And she's such wisdom and so amazing with all the people she talks to. It just has so much to give. So please follow her on Instagram. Please give us um, where uh, they can find your book, where they can find more out about you. If they want to work with you, give me all your goodies. Authenticallyyoubook.com. That's where you can download the workbook. Authenticallyyoubook.com. It's also on Amazon. The best way to get to know me is Instagram. It's on the gram. PJ Chats with Lily is on Instagram on Tuesday nights. I throw a Friday feels every once in a while on Facebook and gram. But uh, online, happy Chica on Instagram. Uh, follow me. I definitely love to hear your stories because at the end of the day, we are made up by the people we hang out with. So if you want to hang out with me, just you know, look me up on Instagram under happy Chica with a double A find me through Tanya. And I'd be more than happy to do life with you. Cause at the end of the day, connections, connections, connections is the value that creates our hearts joy. That's for me, it's connection. So thank you for connecting with me, Tanya. I really appreciate it. Hey sister. I love you. I think you're amazing. And I please, I'm going to put her um, information in the show notes. So please follow her, go check out her book. She's an incredible human with so much wisdom to share. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so honored to have you. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Single to Soulmate. I hope the insights and guidance shared here have been valuable to you on your journey towards deep and fulfilling love. But it doesn't have to end here. Let's expand and deepen our connection beyond the podcast. Follow me on Instagram at I am underscore Tanya Alberti, where I share daily tips and techniques for tapping into your intuition, connecting to your soul and divine guidance, manifestation, healing the heart, and calling in your sacred union. It's a space where we delve into conscious relationships and all the transformative elements that contribute to creating soul aligned partnerships. 
I also invite you to join my vibrant Facebook community, The Relationship Revolution, co-creating conscious connections. Now, this is not just a place for random posts or memes about being single. It is a community based on vibrational resonance for those who really desire to shift what's holding them back from truly connecting on a soul level with their perfect person. So whether you're single or already partnered, this community is for you. In the group, I host twice weekly live teachings, provide workbooks, PDFs, meditations, and a whole library of resources to support your journey to love. You'll find the link to join in the show notes. Now, if you found value in the Single to Soulmate podcast, I would deeply appreciate your support. Please take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback not only helps me improve, but it also assists me in reaching more individuals who are seeking guidance and inspiration on their own love journey. Thank you for being a part of my growing community. Remember, love is your birthright and your soul aligned connection is waiting for you. Stay committed to your journey and remain open to the infinite possibilities. Until next time, keep shining your light and embracing the love that is meant for you.